Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of our coverage of the Ukraine War, the Nuclear Crisis 2002. Yesterday, posted the information about the retaliatory bombings by Russia for what they want to consider a terrorist attack on a key bridge in the Crimea-Russia area. The newest developments today is that President Biden has been interviewed by CNN's Jake Tapper, and he says he does not believe that President Putin will actually use a nuclear weapon. But the concern is definitely that things could get out of control and then things would get much worse. So that is the latest developments, and uh, you can look those articles up through uh, CNN and other media sources and listen to the news. But I want to share today a video, an audio of a video that I saw yesterday dealing with what would happen in Ukraine with tactical nuclear weapons and having an understanding of what tactical nuclear weapons are and are not. And the video that I saw came from the sun out of uh, United Kingdom. And so for our podcast information today on Season 2, Episode 3, I wanted to share that with you. So here is the sun with tactical nuclear weapons being used when, how, and why by Russia and Putin. After Russia's invasion eight months ago, nuclear rhetoric around the war in Ukraine has increased. Joe Biden warned the world is facing Armageddon if Vladimir Putin uses his nuclear arsenal in Ukraine. A Putin foe recently stated that Russia could use Belarus to launch nuclear strikes as the world enters what could be the early days of World War III. Kiev would be destroyed in minutes if Belarus followed Putin's orders to nuke it with Moscow's missiles, warned Dr. Yuri Falstinsky. We spoke to security and defense analyst Michael Clark about what nuclear war would look like, the differences between Russia's strategic and nuclear weapons, and how they would be used in Ukraine. The essential difference between a strategic and a tactical nuclear weapon is that strategic weapons are meant to be used against the homeland of an adversary, so typically to bombard cities. Strategic weapons are designed to hurt or even completely destroy an opponent's homeland. Tactical nuclear weapons are meant to be used on the battlefield. So they're designed to be smaller. Some of them are very small by modern comparisons. And a tactical nuclear weapon is designed for battlefield use in a relatively small area. If the Russians were trying to use a tactical nuclear weapon, um, they would be looking for concentrations of Ukrainian troops, which at the moment don't exist. um, Because tactical nuclear weapons were designed in the Cold War when troops would be massing in in, uh, armies or divisions of, say, 15,000, 20,000 troops or more. And when they were massing, they were all in one place with their equipment, and that's when they were very vulnerable. Um, In modern warfare, that doesn't happen very much. And so the Russians would find it difficult to locate a target, a military target in Ukraine, in which a, a tactical nuclear weapon could be genuinely effective. And if they were trying to halt an advance, 
say across a, a, a front of uh, 60 or 80 kilometers, which is what they're now dealing with in Ukraine, they would have to use several of them. They would have to use 10 or 20 tactical nuclear weapons to actually have an effect across, say, a 60 or 80 kilometer front. It's the, the smallness, the small size of tactical nuclear weapons is on the one hand, it makes them easier to contemplate using. But on the other hand, um, it shows how limited their effect may be. And so the danger of tactical nuclear weapons for the Russians is that they wouldn't get much battlefield advantage out of it as things stand, but it would be a huge political problem if they were seen to be the first country since 1945 to use a nuclear weapon. If tactical nuclear weapons don't make much sense on the battlefield in Ukraine, there are two other even more serious possibilities of the way they might be used, but again, using them in this way is even more of a risk for Russia. One of those possibilities would be to uh, use tactical nuclear weapons in a demonstration to explode a weapon, say, at sea, somewhere in the Black Sea or somewhere um, um, in the Arctic, um, in order to demonstrate that they're prepared to do it. The problem with that for Russia is that they get all the condemnation of exploding nuclear weapons without any of the military benefits such as they may be. Um, so that's not so likely. Even more serious might be what you would call the Hiroshima uh, idea, which is that a, a, a bigger nuclear weapon is used against a civilian target or against some um, area in Ukraine not connected to the battlefield, um, simply as a way of causing destruction to actually coerce uh, Ukraine into giving in. That's exactly what the Allies did with Japan in 1945. If the Russians undertake that sort of policy to um, bomb uh, 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 Ukrainian civilian center simply as an act of coercion, then again, that takes us into uh, close to the, the nuclear war scenario. That's not really tactical because then you're using nuclear weapons in a strategic sense, i.e. to hurt the homeland of an opponent. I think it's very, very unlikely that the Russians would do that. But if we're thinking about all possibilities here, that has to be in the list somewhere. One of the things I think that most analysts assume is that if the Russians break the taboo on using nuclear weapons, and that taboo is very strong, it's existed for 80 odd years now, and that taboo will continue and get stronger all the time. If they break that taboo and use a nuclear weapon, even a very small one, a really small one, doesn't matter. They would be isolated in my view in the world uh, community. And um, I think even China, is very, we know that the Chinese leadership is very worried about this. Um, and the idea that their ally might use a nuclear weapon would be very, very bad for them. And I think it's very likely that China and India, both nuclear powers, would actually turn against Russia in this war if they were seen to use nuclear weapons. The political cost of going nuclear in a, in a war would be very high indeed. Now, what the consequences would be, um, are still left a little bit vague, as is sensible. But the general assumption is that there would be a military response from NATO, not a nuclear one. Almost certainly we would not match nuclear use with our nuclear use, but a conventional response using conventional weapons, almost certainly to attack some elements of Russia's nuclear infrastructure, the infrastructure by which they deliver these weapons, possibly that infrastructure that may exist in Ukraine, possibly even the infrastructure that exists in Russia proper. That would be very dangerous. But let's be, be clear about this. If 
nuclear weapons are used, if the Russians did use a tactical nuclear weapon, in effect, the, the war then becomes significantly more dangerous. The gloves are off and NATO almost certainly will respond with military force, conventional military force, alongside all the political stuff that will go on with sanctions, complete isolation of Russia, uh, condemnation in the United Nations, lots and lots of things would happen. NATO has already made it clear to Russia that it would not be uh, stand on the sidelines, it would not be indifferent uh, to the use of even a small tactical nuclear weapon. Both the United States and several NATO members, nobody quite knows which NATO members, but I think Britain is almost certainly one of them, Several NATO members with the US have privately and directly contacted Russia and counterparts in Russia, including the Russian general staff, the military staff, as well as the leadership, to say, we will not stand by if you use a nuclear weapon. Indeed, we won't stand by if we even think you're going to use a nuclear weapon. I think escalation is built into this crisis from the very beginning because um, Putin has undertaken an impossible mission trying to conquer Ukraine. Um, and that's impossible in present circumstances. But he also won't back down. He will not be seen to lose. So that means that escalation is inevitable in this crisis. There are many ways in which it, it might escalate. It might escalate geographically. It might spread to other areas of Europe. It is already escalating to the Baltic Sea. Um, it may escalate in terms of rhetoric. It may escalate in terms of weapons used inside Ukraine itself. And it may escalate towards other weapons of mass destruction like chemical and biological or possibly nuclear. So we have to say that the danger of a nuclear um, use is, is more than zero, but it's still quite low. It's one of a number of escalation possibilities. Um, but as long as it's even a low possibility, then we have to take it very seriously. Myself, I think that, that Putin will escalate in other ways mainly geographically. I think he'll try and draw more areas of Europe into the crisis, areas like Moldova and the Western Balkans. Um, and I think that certain things will happen in Belarus. Uh, I think that's more likely, but you cannot ever take the nuclear possibility off the table because as Putin, as it were, suffers more reverses on the battlefield in Ukraine, then he looks even more sort of keenly at ways of getting the initiative back He's, that's what he's trying to do is get the initiative back where it was in February when he launched invasion in the first place. And so as he loses power and influence, which he demonstrably is uh, within Europe, within, within his allies, in Central Asia and so on, he's looking for ways to pull some of that influence back, which is why escalation is built in. But the uh, nuclear element of that escalation is one of a number of possibilities, only one. Amazing, that was a really good ending, I thought. Um, so let's talk a bit more generally, because we're trying to build up sort of this roundup um, series. 